because we said about 10 minutes ago it's getting too long. That's what she said. So, <laughs> we... Welcome back to the 90s Kids Podcast. I'm Mark and Ash is here. How are you doing, Ash? I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Um, it's It's quite different tonight actually because we usually record these podcasts on a Sunday um, but tonight it's it's Friday so just finished Friday then (laughs) not that bloody song Um, but yeah just finished worked had a beer so I'm feeling a bit bit loose and and ready to chat what are we chatting about this week mate so we we kind of we didn't do what we usually do last week and let you guys know what the subject was going to be this week um, and we've had a busy week, hence why we're only recording it now on Friday. But we we have been having conversations, and we <laughs> to be fair, we only came up with a topic today. But we're going to talk about gaming from the nineties. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good to me, mate. I yeah? guess you're only asking me, aren't you? When you ask, I, I am only asking you because uh, I just just making sure you're up for it. I'm definitely up for it, mate. Yeah, computer computer consoles, especially that was. Um, it was one of our main gifts as a kid. Um, it was at Christmas was a computer console. The nineties was an awesome time for for games consoles. Obviously, they they that was really the time that they just started coming out, wasn't it? Mm. And you had um you had a variety of different brands, and and you kind of you made some some loyalties as well to some brands. So yeah. so we can talk about that as well. But um yeah, let's take it back. And let's talk about gaming. Can I just talk to you about something before we start? Yeah, yeah, sure. Before we get committed into this episode about gaming in the 90s. Yeah. We've received a lovely email in our 90s kid podcast at gmail.com inbox. Oh, that's nice. From a young man called Jack. I'm assuming he's young because he's about our age. So that must make him young. I mean, I would class us as old. (laughs) I feel old sometimes, I definitely mate. Feel but it, I'm yeah. trying to uh, make ourselves feel better that we're now in our thirties, talking about the nineties. So, I mean, this this is quite big actually because I I don't know Jack. I I, I know of some Jacks, but I, I'm I'm guessing it's not any of the Jacks that I know, or or it may it might be. But I mean, I I just thought I had like ten mates listening to this podcast, and that was it. So, to get to get some email from some some guy that I I might not even know is is quite exciting for me. I don't think you know this guy. Okay. And to be fair, massive shout out to Jack because you know it's no secret this is one of our first contacts really um, outside of our friends and family group. Jack from Nottinghamshire. Um, so Jack says, mate. He says, uh, just to say, I'm loving the podcast. Uh, he's two episodes in, and he randomly came across it on Spotify. Um, he says it gives him something to listen to whilst he's at work, and he reminisces of stuff that he collected in the 90s. He says to us, um, I never collected Beanie Babies or Warhammer, but I remember Pokemon cards, Pogs, and Power Pods, big-headed football players, which is one of your favourites, the Big Heads. Oh, I love the Big Heads, yeah. He asks, though, Mark, did you ever collect Monsters in My Pocket? Monsters in My Pocket? Or monster in my pocket. I'm gonna be truthful here and say I've never heard of that. 
What I would suggest you do is get on that little Google and have a look. Because I looked at Monster in my pocket thinking, I have no idea what this is. Once once I looked at it, I realised. And I had loads of them. I just didn't know what it was called. I, I mean, I recognise them, but I don't think I ever I ever collected them, no. That was kind of my reaction, but I did, did have some of them. Um, and I believe they had like um, there was a little display for them as well, if I'm not mistaken. I'm just looking at that now. There's like a kind of looks like a volcano with loads of uh, square like cutouts that you can put them in. But yeah, I, I mean, it's it's mad like all these different things you can collect. I mean, it's just like tiny bits of plastic, isn't it? Yeah, which and do you know what it reminded me of? It reminded my crazy bones. I was Very I was gonna say sort of yeah yeah. Um, Jack also goes on to say in his lovely long message, um, I also vaguely remember every kid in the 90s around my area, which was Nottingham, uh, having these little dinosaur cards, uh, a picture of a dinosaur and a little bit of information about them. Do you remember those? Dinosaur cards. Those I don't remember. No. But they do, if you, look, if you Google dinosaur cards, dinosaur collection cards or dinosaur playing cards, they do look very 90s. So I'm sure we would have seen them. Um, there's a little anecdote at the end of his message as well. It says a memory that somehow sticks with me is finding a T-Rex card in a puddle and getting my dad to dry it over the fire. <laughs> That's got 90s written all over it, hasn't oh, it? Oh, God, yeah. Having a fireplace, that is 90s, isn't it? <laughs> and then the last little bit. Anyway, great podcast. I'll definitely give you our episode to listen and look forward to the WWF one. Oh, God, another one. I feel so, I feel bad that we're not doing it now. <laughs> Obviously, we will do it, but not this week. Yeah, we're not doing it this week, but props to Jack. We really appreciate you, mate. Um, a member of the family now. You're a 90s kid podcast family member. Um, so if anyone else wants to get in touch, we will read it out if we can. We really appreciate it. It's 90s podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, that's nice. Really appreciate that, Jack. Yeah. And obviously, I'd love to be able to open up a conversation with, with more people about some of the things that we have missed because we have talked about a lot of different topics so far and within them topics there's been stuff that we have missed especially within like the tv shows and the 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 more recent food and sweets one we did so yeah it's nice to have that bit of feedback and then obviously if there are questions and stuff that we can answer or or we can reminisce about then uh yeah it just adds to our our episode as well doesn't it yeah that's it. And there's, I mean, it's inevitable. We're always going to miss stuff. There's so many things to talk about, about every subject. And we're definitely going to miss stuff. And everyone had a different time growing up. Like for people in Nottingham, collecting dinosaur cards and monsters in pockets, that, that's, that's completely different to obviously how we did it down south. So, yeah. yeah, it's mad like to see the different variations of what people collected and what was kind of on trend in that specific area. Yeah. I uh, I just thought I'd um, bring that in because that is I, I loved reading that. I put a smile on my face, um, and that's it's kind of why we do this, I guess, because we just want to talk about stuff that we remember, reminisce, and and maybe connect, get people talking. Anyway, shall we talk about gaming in the nineties? Yes, let's do it. Let's take it back. Okay, talking about gaming from the nineties, there are probably what three obvious big manufacturers of computer console yeah i'd say three um i mean there are a few more but there there are three big ones which was your favorite which allegiance did you join me so i i started off 
as a I don't know if they have specific fan names, but I'll call myself a, a Sega boy. <laughs> so um, we had a Sega Mega Drive. Yeah. And then uh, me and my sister, we got bought one Christmas. We got bought the, um, it's like one of the first portable gaming systems. It's called the Sega Game Gear. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was out before or around the same time as the Game Boy, but it was it was a lot bigger and it took... <laughs> I want to say it took like eight AA batteries. And back then, batteries were bloody expensive. So if you were kind of going on a road trip, because we, where we moved down from um, St. Helens, Merseyside area, um, we lived four hours away because we moved right down south. Um, and w- like maybe three or four times a year, we'd go back up just to see like my nan, granddad, well, both sets of grandparents um, and like, cousins uncles aunties all that um family we call those yeah i mean it would have been easy just to say family wouldn't it? yeah i thought you were like being it around the bush I was like it's just family i was just it? being really detailed mate because you know some people might might care about that uh but yeah so within that four hours we had a lot of time to kill so it was either sleeping or whacking our game gear out and playing game gear and, and the good thing was it also had um one of them connecting cables between the two. Oh, the early network cables. Yeah, so you could um, play against each other. And we had we had loads of different games. I know Sega, you could have, um, I think Mortal Kombat was one that we had. We had one called Wonder Boy, which was quite quite fun. It's basically about this like cave boy. And it was kind of Mario style. So he, you kind of go through levels and you have to jump over things and collect things and try not to kill yourself. Uh, and then we had Sonic. Mm. Classic Sonic. And obviously, everyone knows Sonic. Just going back to that Wonder Boy, did he have a little wand? No, it's like a uh, like a caveman's bat. or Oh, the um, a club. Yeah, a club. So um, Game Gear and, and Mega Drive were, were my first, well, how I dipped my toe into the, the gaming world. I loved it. And, and to be honest with you, we, we, we kept the consoles in our loft for like years. And I think we, we sold them eventually. I don't know if they still work, though. I know, I know we had like plugs for them as well, so you could plug them in. You didn't have batteries all the time, but obviously when you when you were on the go, the batteries were vital. I bet it rinsed the batteries as well. Didn't oh, they? oh yeah, yeah, massively. They they didn't care about um, power saving and all that back then, did they? No. But yeah, what about you? What was your um, console of choice? I I'm a Nintendo kid. Yeah, Nintendo through and through. So the first console we got was a NES, a Nintendo Entertainment System. The sort of the, the grey square one the little flip up lid and the big cartridges which was quickly replaced by a snes um probably my favorite computer console of all time pretty much had all the mario games um like super mario world smash brothers mario kart that's probably what i played most actually mario kart yeah and then moved on to n64 and gamecube so obviously we're going now sort of closer to 2000s but but yeah nintendo kid through and through but we did have a Sega Master System. Okay, nice. Which is which is really cool. Mostly played Sonic on that or the inbuilt game, which I think I think there was a few. I think two maybe two or three inbuilt games on you have one on each console, but kind of like a lucky dip with which game you got. And we had Alex the Kid built in on ours, which nice. is um really love that game. Didn't really ever get that far in it, only got two or three levels deep because if you lost your life, like I think two or three times or something, you end up have to start again there's no like save on it yeah which is kind of annoying but 
made made me good at the first two levels or the first two like jumping down the cliffs and then getting into the water and then get onto the motorbike and then from there I was pretty much game over for me <laughs> i found i found that you know you get to a certain point in a game that you you couldn't get past and then you would just give up and you'd be like oh screw this game the thing is with games back then there wasn't you didn't have memory cards until like the playstation 2 or something uh, sorry playstation came in yeah yeah that's so, true so like the snes we used to play like super mario world i would get like two thirds of the way through and you were playing it all day but you've got no save option so it's like what do you what do you do? You just have to turn it off and start again. <laughs> just, just leave it on all the time. Yeah. Hopefully no one turns it off. We did, however. Yeah. That, I mean, the first console we got was the NES, but my dad did have an Atari, which was like like a stereotypical like joystick sort of controller with a button on it, as was opposed that, to like a little paddle. Was that the? Um, could you play Pong? Pong on Atari. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and um, like space invaders and things like that yeah all, all the like arcade classics yeah it was pretty much an arcade console he also had a um an omega which is which looks like a pc but it required floppy disks and um we had i think lotus driving or lotus driving three i think it was but he had to load in about four floppy disks to play the game and he'd be wow. halfway around a lap and he had to say load floppy disks too and you'd have to <laughs> <laughs> pop the disc out and put another floppy disk in so you can carry on playing. Mad. Mad thinking you had to do that. Yeah. And now when my Xbox doesn't load within like 10 seconds, I'm annoyed because I'm like, oh, it's taking so long. You have the annoying thing now of that you have to download like 100 gigabytes worth of game onto your system before you can actually play it. Yeah. And it's mad to think as well. The very first PC that we had, so not necessarily for gaming, but the first PC we had had four gigabytes of internal memory, which is mental and now my my phone or my computer or my xbox has got like a terabyte yeah it's just it's, it's unbelievable to think of it's, it it's mad isn't it Ima- imagine how ma- how many floppy disks you would need for eight yeah. gig <laughs> oh boys who's on who's playing game tonight and you're like no nah, I'm, I'm not loading 70 floppy disks just to get the game going <laughs> yeah be mad. did you have th- any of the nintendo games or consoles sorry um i did where, when we went up back up north and, and we used to stay at my nan's, we used to sleep there, she used to have the SNES and we used to, <laughs> it's funny, she had like an old school TV, like the proper like fat square. The CRT. CRT ones, yeah. Um, and she'd have it on like a, a trolley. <laughs> well, like like, <laughs> like you're a, at school. <laughs> yeah, like, like a dinner trolley kind of thing. And then, so on the top layer, you'd have the actual TV. And then on the bottom layer, you had the SNES. So, like, in the, um, when we're going to bed and, like, in the mornings and stuff, like, she'd wheel this trolley in. We'd just, like, watch TV and, and, and then play on the SNES. And, obviously, it was all about Super Mario back then. So, spent hours, even though we should have been seeing our family members, just spent hours just sitting upstairs playing Super Mario. Seeing how far we could get. Yeah. Yeah, it's mad. But, obviously, from that, for me, the game-changing console, I think it was like the first console to to attempt to go 3D, um, and it was the N64. What a console. And I got that for Christmas. The, what colour Christ- was yours? The Christmas it came out. I got the the limited edition GoldenEye version. I expected something like that. There was a yeah. yellow version as well, I think, wasn't there? Yeah, so I got the, the limited edition GoldenEye version, which was awesome. I got like the... I think it was like a gold controller. Obviously, you got the game with it. And then, do you remember 1080? 
snowboarding. Yeah. Got yeah. that as well. And I remember opening it up on Christmas Day and just, I was so happy. And I must have spent the whole day playing GoldenEye, trying to complete GoldenEye. And then when I was getting bored of that or I couldn't get past the level, I'd whack 1080 on and, and just do some of that. But, oh, mate, it just brings back memories of how much fun that was at the time. Yeah, so fun. So much fun. I spent so long playing that as well. Yeah. We had, we, we had um, a black console stand issue but the thing i remember about that and it still baffles me a little bit now is um like the shape of the controller and the fact that you basically had to hold the middle bit and the right hand side and the left hand side was basically useless <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you would you would only use the left hand side when you played zelda and you had to did you ever play zelda i did i don't know which console though it must have been the 64 yeah so Le- it was, the uh, legend of zelda was it the, Le- yeah the ocarina of time Oh yeah, and and to play the ocarina, you had to use all of the were they the C buttons, so the yellow oh, buttons, yellow ones, the, yeah, the smaller ones, and they'd give you the tune to play, and you'd have to like press all these in the right order the right to order. play this ocarina, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, oh, yeah. Oh, so good, so good. I mean, even to this day, I mean, I've got a Nintendo Switch now, and I'm just waiting for the moment that they start releasing some of the N64 games onto that. Because up through my life from the N64 on my PC, I will download an emulator yeah. and I'll download the N64 ROMs just so I can play the games again. Yeah, it's not quite the same, is it? But at least you get that little hit of nostalgia. Yeah, and it's just, oh, mate, it, just taking it back. It's so good. Mm. So good. Yeah, got so deep on um, like Mario 64, though, when that basically when that went 3D, as you say um yeah it completely changed the game and there was like there's a on the 64 there was a z button wasn't there they're like a little like rampy one in the back yeah yeah, yeah. so that that was like the shoot button in goldeneye yeah it was if you did like a if you were running with mario and then immediately turned back 180 you can do like a flip and then i think if i remember correctly the z button was like he slams down on his ass yeah like pound down on the floor yeah yeah, yeah that was good yeah mario 64 was killer mm. It was so good. And I love gaming still, um, but nothing will ever beat that as far as I'm concerned. The SNES no. and the 64 for me. As much as the gaming nowadays is getting more and more realistic and obviously it, it's it's really fun to play and you kind of feel really immersed into it, it just it just doesn't doesn't get as good as that, does it? No. And that's the thing. I sometimes, like if we ever like dust off an old console and start playing, more often than not, I'll end up like, leaning towards the SNES and even though like even like Mario Kart which is probably my favorite game on there is sort of 3D on the 64 I almost prefer the flat sort of 2D version on yeah. on the SNES and the, yeah. contr- the, the the controller like the paddle thing everything about it just takes me back and even I even like being tethered to the machine in a way because it's like do you know what I mean it's it's like legit, isn't it? It's, it's kind of more authentic and you and you know you're not going to have any dropouts or yeah. any <laughs> Battery, battery issues. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just cool. Do you, you know you can get the like the mini SNES now? Yeah, I've never really rated that though. Have you not? I've seen it in like shop windows and I was like, it's just not the same really. Yeah, it's not the same, but I, it'd be cool to give it a go and see. Because you, you obviously plug it in HDMI and, and I think mm. you have a selection of games on there kind of built in. Yeah, talking about that little SNES though, you just reminded me of something. I feel like at this point we need to give a random little local shout out to Pi Carumba in Winchester. Oh, yes. 
Yes, now we're talking. I mean, if you haven't been to Pycaramba, there's there's one in Winchester, there's one in Southampton. I think I think there's one in like Reading or or up that way as well, and maybe even Portsmouth. I'm not sure, but it is an awesome pie shop. They they do not just for the awesome pies. Not either. just for the awesome pies. Like the one in Winchester has um has a couple of screens, a couple of like booths that you can sit in with your mates, and they've um on the wall there's like. And it's not like a proper games console, but it's it's kind of like a mix, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's a SNES, isn't it, I think? But it's like the mini one, as far as I can remember. But it's basically just a hard drive yeah. of, of games. <laughs> like when you could buy those those games. I think there was a Mario one, actually, where you get like 30 Mario games all in one. Yeah, and you yeah. go through the menu and select which sort of version of Super Mario you want to play. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's good to go in there. Good prices, really, really good food. Um, full of like computer, gamey, nerdy film stuff. Loads of props in the at least in the Winchester one. I imagine it's the same in the others. And you can just go in there, get some decent grub, and um, and play a little bit of Street Fighter or Mario Kart or whatever you want to play. Yeah, so good. It's a cracking idea, isn't it? And obviously the the food's amazing. So especially from being up north, mate, you love a bit of uh, love a bit of bit of pie, don't pie you? and gravy. Yeah, right up my street. Getting back onto the games consoles, obviously we've we've had Sega, we've had Nintendo, but obviously we've talked about SNES, N64. What about the old Game Boy? Did you ever have a Game Boy? Yeah, we had Game Boy and Game Boy Color, and my brother had a Game Boy Advance, which I played a fair bit on as well. Yeah, <laughs> if you think about it, obviously the Game Boy was like proper old school, and the graphics on it were really shit. There was, like we said, there was no color. It, was, it had like a greeny background and then the thing on screen was like a mix of like white or like grey or black to yeah. to define like characters and shadows and stuff like that. So when the Game Boy Color came in, that was a game changer, wasn't it? Definite game changer. And what came with that was that photo thing where you could attach a camera. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then print, attach another thing and print them out. Yeah, I remember that. I remember okay. my mate had it. And looking back at it now, the pictures were so awful. Yeah, it was such a gimmick, wasn't so, it? Such a gimmick. But, I mean, back then, it it was fun. It was cool. You could take a picture with, like, your handheld gaming device, which is cool. We were doing selfies, mate, before before it was a ex- thing. Exactly, because we didn't have phones back then. And, it, I mean, if we did, there were the Nokia 3310s or 3210s that had no cameras or anything. So to be able to take a picture, I mean, for me though, I um I used to play Paperboy a lot on Game Boy, yeah, and like Tetris and things like that. Nice, but we did have a um for the SNES, we had like a cartridge where you could put your Game Boy games in. Oh, nice! Did you that? No, we didn't have that. That's cool though. I don't know where it is, but I'm fairly sure I've got it upstairs somewhere. I might have to. Dust all that stuff off. Yeah, right. I, I also actually remember in the same box there should be a like a magnifying screen thing. You used to clip over the top of your Game Boy and magnify the screen. So you used to oh, clip on top. Yeah. And add a little light, I think, as well. It's like a like a little reading light. But yeah. it was um clipped on and made your, your Game Boy screen a bit bigger. I think I had one of them as well, you know. That's yeah, that's mad. Now you now you say that. Very quickly as well. I know we're talking about Game Boys and probably handheld consoles, but saying about the 
the cartridge which you could slide the games in the the Game Boy games. I also remember um, having a SNES cartridge which has got like like a cartridge slot on the back where you can put like American games in. So you had like a PAL version of Super Mario, for example. But if you had a different one, an NTSC one, which is the American one, you slide that on. It was like a little T junction thing. So it allowed you to play other games on your on your pals SNES. Oh, nice. A bit random, but it just reminded me of it, so I thought I'd mention it. Yeah. But anyway, going back to Game Boys, yes. the handheld devices, what games did you play other than Pokemon? I was going to say, that was that was my main, my go-to, Pokemon. It, it would just consume my life. Because it was a long game, to be fair. Obviously, you had to start from the beginning, get your, your starter Pokemon, and then travel around this this huge landscape collecting badges and and battling other other pokemon people and yeah it was uh it was fun it was really fun it would take ages to complete and i think that's why i liked it and it wasn't Mm. one of them games that was impossible you could always you could always do it you just needed the time yeah but did you ever have the link up yeah Um, yeah yeah so I don't, I don't really remember experiencing that, but I know there was a thing. There was like a link-up cable, wasn't so, there? So, yeah, there's a, there a link-up cable. And basically, within, there was like, I think there was, at first, there were two different versions. There was the red version and the blue version of Pokemon. And you would only have some certain Pokemon on the red version and certain Pokemon on the blue version. So if yeah. you wanted to complete your, like, collection or your Pokedex. Pokedex. Um, you would need to transfer Pokemon with other people who had the different cartridge, which was which was a cool way of kind of of doing it. Um, yeah. But really annoying at the same time because you'd have to find someone who had a different cartridge and a Game Boy and all that. So, I mean, I I've still got a Game Boy. Uh, no, I've got a Nintendo DS upstairs. Um, I had a DS for a little while. A DS Lite, I think I had. But you can play. You can, it's obviously got room for the Nintendo DS cartridges, but it's also got room for Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance games as well. So you can kind mm. of play back on them. So I've got all the all the Pokemon games on in like GBA format that I just like whack into that now and again and just play that and, and reminisce, which is nice. Yeah. When you finally get some time. When I finally get some time, yeah. I think now maybe we should start talking about the next two big boys, Sony PlayStation. Yes. Or PS2, probably, I guess. Well, you had the you had the PS1, didn't you? That came out at the same time as the N64. Yeah, that's why I kind of decided to um, mention the PS2. PS PlayStation, the original PlayStation, came out in 94, I think, if I remember correctly. And there was also a, a, a second version of the PS1, wasn't there? Like a, a small a PS one slim slim yeah in fact actually i think about it we didn't have a slim but we did have a playstation with i think rayman stickers all over it if you used to buy the magazine the yeah. playstation magazine you used to sometimes get a sticker pack with it it was basically decals for your playstation nice yeah a big circle one in the middle we had two side ones and then like little circle ones for the power button and the reset button yeah um because yeah you had rayman was a big game on playstation spyro as well spyro the dragon um you had final fantasy that was a big playstation one yeah crash bandicoot was that playstation yeah i think that was playstation 
they were obviously classics for PlayStation, but they were never as big as your Mario's or your Sonic's, were they? No, definitely not. I'll tell you one game, though, that I used to play a lot on the PlayStation, PS1. It was a game called Driver. Do you remember that? I don't. It's vaguely like um, GTA, in a way. Yeah. But you basically did uh, missions, sort of, in sequential order, I guess. It basically, you had to, so you, you had you were like a getaway driver, and to be able to start playing the game, you had to do a um, about eight tasks on a list, and you had to do it within a minute, I think, and tick off all the tasks, like um, weaving in and out of the pillars, and like handbrake turns, and J turns, and that sort of stuff. Yeah, I've I've literally just had a look at this online, and as soon as I've seen the front cover of the booklet for it, I've been like, yes, I know what you're on about now. Um, Such a good game. Yeah, yeah, really good. But but it was literally just a case of like, you've got a minute and a half to go and get to the bank. And then when you get to the bank, you've got to like jump in a different car and go and pick up a guy. Or... No, Play- PlayStation was really good for for driving games like that, wasn't it? Because I remember, mm. it Gran Turismo, that was a PlayStation one, wasn't it? Yeah, I think Which so. Which was quite good. And Colin McRae. Oh, Colin McRae Rally. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was on N64 as well. You might I, be right. I want to. I, I want to say I had that. Yeah, but obviously it didn't we definitely com- had a couple of them. Didn't compare to Mario Kart, that's for sure. Yeah, no, it's too realistic, wasn't it? Yeah. Talking about um, the elephant in the room, the the episode that we're we're going to do soon that everyone wants to listen to. Oh um, yes. WWF on the PlayStation. How good Smack was down. that? Yeah. Smackdown. Playing a Royal Rumble. So good. Because because. Obviously, I mean, you only had two controllers. You slept around your mate's house or, or whatever, and you put this game on. You would spend the whole night doing yeah. it, wouldn't you? You'd probably put a career mode on and, and just do every event. And yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. I used to love the Royal Rumbles. Going in, you get like you get in random, don't you? Like in the first yeah. few rounds. And then you just got to stay in for as long as you can. And you get someone like picking you up and you're like, no, no. You're spamming the buttons so that you don't get chucked out I, of the ring. I mean, if you're playing it together as well, you're trying to help each other out. So if yeah. someone picks you up, your mate's got to come and like jab them in the back so they drop you and stuff like that. Yeah. I remember, I remember quite often you would get like thrown over the ring, but you could press a certain combination of buttons to hold onto the ropes and just about stay in and climb back in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate. So good. So good. Um, yeah, the PlayStation. To be fair, I mean, I I was a Nintendo kid, and you had your loyalties. Like some of my mates had PlayStation, some of us had N sixty fours. But whenever you went round your mate's house, you would just quickly adapt to that console. It was like second nature, wasn't it? Like the buttons seemed to be the same between yeah. them. Yeah, they were in a way the controllers were vastly different, but it wasn't that different in a way. If that makes sense. Um, Whereas now, nowadays, if you you can't go between Xbox and PlayStation or the other way around, because it just doesn't feel the same. No, I mean the the Xbox controllers now are quite chunky, aren't they, compared to the slimline mm. like PlayStation ones? And I've always preferred yeah. that. I remember having um, PlayStation controllers before they had analog sticks as well. Oh God! So yeah. it was just just a D pad, so it was like a skinny controller with a D pad, and then eventually they had analog sticks come in. Yeah, that's, that's proper old school that. Do you know, obviously we've spoken about all these consoles. Do you know what was a hidden gem in the gaming world in the 90s? Probably, but you'll have to enlighten me. PC. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. That's not what I was thinking. I was thinking, is he talking about Dreamcast or GameCube? Or... <laughs> no, PC. 
Like, okay. I know, I, know I, mean, you, I know you mentioned it earlier about having these floppy disks to put into your machine, but obviously as time went on, these floppy disks turned into disks. So mm. you'd have a lot of similar games on the PC as you would the PlayStation. You'd never get the N64 stuff because obviously Nintendo was proper tied down and, and, and stuff. But the PlayStation for me was... Uh, not the PlayStation. The, the PC for me was a big gaming console. Because yeah. my, my dad got a PC. I remember when he first got it. And obviously you're a kid, all you want to do is like, play on it it's a new shiny thing with buttons and and stuff like that but eventually i took over it and and just started getting games for it and and one of the first games i played on it do you remember prince of persia yes that's kind of is that an assassin's creed game or very similar very similar like recently they've kind of turned it that way but the old school pc version of prince of persia was epic so it was it was like in a 2d realm but it was it was like there were different levels so you're in this like palace or whatever and you had to i think you were rescuing a princess i want to say sounds very familiar to a nintendo it does doesn't it (laughs) (laughs) but you'd have to you'd have to fight off guards you'd have to drink potions to um stay alive and you'd have to tactically jump between obstacles so you'd you'd be walking along and then out of nowhere some spikes would come out of the floor and Mm. kill you but you'd you'd kind of learn where these spikes were because of because of obviously the the computer graphics weren't amazing so you could see the diff (laughs) the differences in the in the floor tiles and you could work out where the spikes were um and you had certain steps certain slabs that you could step and it would like open a gate and you'd have yeah. like five seconds to run through it before it closed again. Oh yeah, it was so much fun. I remember me and my dad played on that for for ages when that first came out, when we first got the PC. But that was like back back in the nineties, so that was like quite old school. And then after after that, I started getting FIFA on the oh, um, FIFA, yeah, on the on the PC FIFA ninety eight. FIFA ninety eight. I'll always remember that because of the um, the blur theme song <laughs> it was song two by blur yeah and yeah loved it whenever that kind of that intro played i was dancing along singing along i think my dad's got a video somewhere of me like proper bopping along oh to it. mate i know I'd, I'd love to see that i'm but, sure the listeners will as well yeah but obviously like loving football the graphics were terrible looking mm. back now it was it was a terrible game but it was just if you're into football, it was just amazing. You could you could literally play as a footballer for yeah. your best team, for your favourite team. I mean, this was the World Cup edition, so you could you could play as England. Yeah, that's mad. So good. No, none of this pack opening, mate. Back then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even when I play FIFA now, like I I never do the ultimate team stuff. No, just play it, a proper game. Yeah, I either play a proper game, or play online against someone, or do like the career mode i'd never do like mm. the ultimate team i don't really don't really get it no it's not for us i don't think mate but i think yeah it's new generation isn't it yeah these young kids coming through they don't know real games <laughs> they never had the struggle no but yeah i mean in terms of game consoles and stuff you you mentioned dreamcast 
That was the that mm. was the next Sega one, wasn't it? The Dreamcast. Yeah, I don't think we had a Dreamcast. I remember, I remember it being a thing. I remember a lot of my mates had it, or quite a few of my mates had it, but I didn't. I didn't ever have one. I found that the the controller was weird. It's quite a tall, big, chunky thing, and didn't have like the option to put a cartridge or something in it, or a screen or something. Yeah, I mean the problem with the the Dreamcast, it was it was Sega trying to catch up, wasn't it? Right. Okay. I don't know. Because you had obviously N sixty four and PlayStation came out, and Sega was still on the Mega Drive, still had the cartridges, oh, and yeah. obviously they had to catch up somehow. So they brought out this the Dreamcast, which was a a disc games console like the PlayStation. Mm. Obviously, the the games they could bring out for it, the Sonic was their main game, so they they didn't really have much else going for them at the time. Mm. Which is I do weird. remember having a GameCube though, and that they they had like mini CD discs, didn't they? Yeah, tiny, tiny. Yeah, my sister had a GameCube. I never had a GameCube because mm. I was I was still hooked on my N sixty four when the GameCube came out. I was just like, nah, now nah, mm. I'm, I'm happy with this. I think the GameCube that we had was technically my brother's. It was his computer, but I I played it. But for the most part, growing up until that point, pretty much we had one console. But we sort of shared it. It was like a joint Christmas present more often than not. Yeah. Um, in fact, I've talked about video clips. I'm I'm sure I've got a video, video clip of me and my brother opening a NES oh, that'd at Christmas. Cool. Yeah. We've got like, some really dodgy clothes and <laughs> your Christmas weird clothes. Haircuts. Yeah. I think back then, I think my mum used to sort of dress us fairly smart for Christmas for some reason. Yeah. I'll try and find that clip for you. Yeah, do it. That'd be, that'd be quite cool to see. Right, so we're pushing time. We're we're near the hour mark again, um, so we should probably call it quits here. Um, I think we've we've gone through most of the consoles of the nineties, so I I think we're good on that part. Do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon so. It's a shame because I I'm enjoying talking about these things, especially the games consoles. But we always spoke about these being we estimated there'd be twenty to thirty minutes, and they've gone like an hour or more but it's so difficult to like stop talking about something when you're so like like engaged with it and so excited by it and and also on that note i can't believe we're at like episode six as well already i know it's mad isn't it it's crazy it's, um i can't believe we've actually kept it going <laughs> yeah for more than a couple of episodes yeah but, but yeah i've um i've really enjoyed this one mate it's been good because obviously when we first started talking about it before we were going to record, we we were a bit like um, don't know what to talk about. We we haven't got much to say, but obviously the more you get into it and the more you you talk about certain consoles and certain games, the more it kind of triggers memories of other parts of it as well. So yeah, it, it was nice to kind of dive back and and relive some of the uh, gaming experiences of of the nineties. Yeah. Now I'm just going to go and dust off all the old consoles, mate, see what I've got and uh, get them all rigged up again. <laughs> yeah, I think I might uh, whack the old uh, DS out tonight and, and put some Pokemon on. <laughs> get some Pokemon Green on the go. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, listeners, thank you for joining us on this episode of the 90s Kids Podcast. Massive shout out again to Jack for getting in touch. We hope some more of you will get in touch at 90skidspodcast at gmail.com and in, on our socials as well. 90s Kids. 90s. 90s kids underscore pod on Twitter and Instagram. We'll um 
we say it a lot, but this week we should try and get some stuff up on socials other than our little animated skits. And get yeah. some uh, get some photos or videos up if we can. Yeah, I mean it's the weekend, so we got a bit of time, haven't we? You say that. I mean, between us, we've got five kids. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> not not between I, us. I yeah. mean, uh, separately. <laughs> we don't have kids together. Yeah, we we are both heterosexual males with kids. Just to clarify. <laughs> but anyway, we're digressing. We yep. do this every single episode. Um, do we want to talk about next week's episode? Yeah. Shall we? Should we just do it next week? Shall we lay the smack down next week? Yeah, I was going to come in with some sort of funny quote then, but I don't know what I was going to say. If, if exactly you smell... <laughs> what the 90s kids podcast is cooking. And, mate, I've just thought about this now. we got to get Rocky on. we got to reach out and see if we can get Big Dwayne Johnson to uh, shout our podcast. I mean, if you're going to do it, mate, reach for the stars, mate. I tell you what. We'll do it next week, yeah? And during this week or this weekend, we will contact as many WWE wrestlers from the 90s and see if they want to come on, yeah? Yes, let's do that, mate. I mean, it's going to be a mish. and I. It's going to be a massive highly... mission, but for all of you guys tuning in next week, we could have a surprise. Probably, it sounds like we already have, Pro- but we haven't. Probably not, but maybe. <laughs> Don't get your hips up too much. No. Definitely not. I've just thought of a game, though, we can play next week. Yeah? Yeah. Who does this? Woo! Road Dog? No, Ric Flair, mate. Uh, <sighs> see, I hate Ric Flair. He was, yeah, he was mean, just not, some not old, him, creepy but... man, wasn't he? Yeah. Anyway, let's end this, because we said about 10 minutes ago it was getting too long. Yeah. That's what she said. So... <laughs> Right, join us again next week, everybody, where we are likely going to be talking about WWF wrestling from the 90s. Say bye, mate. Bye, Drive. Bye-bye. See ya.